Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and a very fun episode tonight. Uh, do not judge it by the title, whatever it is, uh, whatever it ends up being, because uh, tonight is going to be a bit of fun going through some gripes that we may all have in regards to our favorite movies and TV shows and whatever else. Uh, and uh, we've got our good friends uh, Blake, Bryce and Kyle on tonight uh, going through this and we may or may not have Kirk join us as well. Uh, we'll see about that. But uh, yeah, let's dive right in and I'll explain the rules of the game. Right, hello, people. Hello. Oh, oh there we go. There we hello go. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> Un unmuted. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Sound like an empty room. Wait, this, yeah. this is the gripes episode. Wait a second. Oh, That's the fir <laughs> first gripe. Josh can't control the mute buttons, right? Yeah, yeah. It's because he's on the he's on the button just in case we go a bit too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Pull him back. Yeah. Hold him back. <laughs> Get that Yoda gag in there. This is this is what it sounds like. That's me. <laughs> Gonna be hearing a lot of that when tonight. I'm watching stuff I don't like. Mm. Yeah. You haven't learned anything. <laughs> that was my favorite. Oh man. Okay. You got you got the Qui Gon. Uh, do I have a Qui? Yeah. There's always a bigger fish. For those people who don't oh, know, if you've never awesome. played Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds, they hired some knockoff actors to reproduce the voices in a really terrible fashion. And these well, are... They were paid very much. They, I don't think they were paid at all. <laughs> <laughs> they just took dudes off the street. Eh, you look like Qui-Gon. Yeah, exactly. It's equivalent of fake Santa. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right. So we got a really fun episode tonight. Uh, this is Star Wars Gripes, and we are only playing this once because uh, if we kept playing this game, people might start stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've uh, what? So here, here's the rules of the game. It's a, we're making a bit of a game out of it um, because I thought to myself when we were, we were approaching the date to do this, I thought, okay, how can we make this fun and not super depressing yeah. <laughs> about complaining about Star Wars? Because we love Star Wars. That's why we're all here. Passionate we, about it. We're yeah. We all passionate. love Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We all love Star Wars. But th that being said, I don't think anyone on this planet loves 100% of Star Wars. I mean, mm. you know, even if you do love every single mm. book and TV show, uh, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's like a comic that you hadn't quite liked or whatever right like character maybe you didn't connect with there's always something there's always the little 0.02 percent of star wars that you just might not connect with right uh for some of us it might might even be 50 percent. for some of us it could be like 20 percent. whatever there's there's entire <laughs> movies that people consider a write-off and uh you know we all got our own opinions and that's sort of the uh 
the colorful part of the evening. I've got an idea too to follow up on this. I think we should do this every decade because I feel like every 10 years people's <laughs> opinions changed. Yeah, so that's, that's 10 a good point. years ago people would have absolutely hated the prequels. Now they're not so bad. So uh, yeah, everyone look out for podcast number 2000 and uh, you know, we might do this again. And <laughs> explode if I can't yeah. until, <laughs> until I'm 40. Have you guys, Bottle have it all you guys up. seen that meme? Have you guys seen that meme where the guy it's like it shows it shows the beginning and it's like, "Oh, this is this is terrible." And then five years later, it's, hey, it's okay. And then 10 years after that, the sacred texts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that yeah exactly. Such a meme. Uh, so in order to keep this completely as neutral as possible, um, I have used our good virtual friend, Chet GPT 3.5, to come up with a list of 20 common Star Wars gripes, and they will be genre-specific, so it'll be very generalized. And uh, when it comes up that you might have something to add on or tack on an example as to, i.e., this is why this is relevant, definitely that's the time to bring it up. So I'm sure you all have a list. I'm sure you all have ideas in your head as to things you don't like. Uh, so, you know, if, if we go through this entire list of 20 and for some reason the opportunity to present something has not come up, we'll dish that out all at, uh, at the end. Um, but I will say uh, if there is something that comes up on this list, that you think is perhaps Chappie GPT was wrong. Uh, perhaps, uh, you know, it might be something that uh, we consider the fandom we need to like move on from. Perhaps there's a few gripes here that might be outdated. Perhaps it's like a, you know, Ooh. one of those things. It's like a complaint of the past, if you will. Right. Uh, and that's cool too. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a fun evening of pointing out things that we're still kind of, things that bother us still, things that irk us, uh, and then also things that uh, I think we can try and kind of heal from, you know? Yeah, this is Star this Wars like, therapy. Yes, it is <laughs> AA yeah. for Star Wars. Hello, my name is Kyle. I love Star Wars. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Kyle. Uh, my name is Josh, everybody. I love Star Wars. Hi, Hi Josh. Josh. Hi, Josh. <laughs> setting the tone <laughs> so uh, the, the last thing i'll mention about this list is uh it is because it's generated through an ai uh, generator uh the order of these things was completely random uh if it wasn't random i don't know which source it's pulling it from but this is by no means of sort of worst to least worst or whatever they're like there's no particular personal bias as to the order that this is in and uh, I'm pointing that out for a reason, because our first one, and I will read as ChatGPT says this, okay? So I'll just kind of quote what we got out of the, the AI, out of the prompt, and, uh, and then we'll kind of go from there. I think we should refer to it as Chat3PO, and you should read it as Chat3PO. C3PO voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's do the Chat3PO. Uh, I'm not going to do the voice. <laughs> okay, so first one. Sequel trilogy criticisms. Many fans expressed dissatisfaction with the direction and storytelling of the sequel trilogy, feeling it didn't live up to the original trilogy. Uh, and that's all it says. So uh, how do we respond to this? It's so um, generic. It, it is very and generic. I, and I, I feel I, like it just, it just like, that was probably the first thing that came up off like a Google search and they just threw it in. Yeah, maybe. But there is 20 unique things on this list. I swear so. 25% of the internet is dedicated to this topic. <laughs> maybe. At this point, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Bryce, maybe we can start with you. Maybe it just like mics yours for a minute. You know, 
What are your feelings on this one? I don't know what G- Chat GPT is talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of out of left field for me. Uh, I don't know. We've all even like talked about this. Have you have times. you rewatched the Last Jedi since it was in theaters? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've watched. I maybe have watched Force Awakens a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I watched it all the way through, but um, yeah. What else? What is there to say about this that, that hasn't already been like? said right yeah Yeah. i mean it is a pretty relevant right but like for those people who might be out there listening that absolutely love these movies you know what what would you say to Mm. those people as to sort of how you defer from you know not sitting down to rewatch them i that's interesting i think there's a lot of lacking writing to it like uh i think that the disney just kind of threw it out as fast as they could and they didn't look at the lure the good enough you know what i mean because yeah there's 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 so many iconic scenes that they could have done like if you literally just put chewy luke han and leia in the cockpit of that uh millennium falcon right there i guarantee people would have cried in the theaters you know what i mean it's true and I, not I mean, the once whole internet was do you see them together movie. yeah yeah and then they go and they pull this where it's, you know, Luke's in the first movie for what, five seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. for me is like you know. both the prequel, what I, what I always come back to with this trilogy is that the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy feel like specific moments in time in the star Wars timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and they, and they're very separate to yeah. each other. And the sequel trilogy feels like it, like, more of a continuation on the original trilogy and not really its own thing. Okay. Like it doesn't feel separate enough. Um, is that because we're still dealing with the rebellion and still de- dealing with the, I think so. Empire? It's just like, you're just seeing the new death star again. New uh, you're just seeing the empire come back. You're seeing, you know, the same characters. Like there are the same characters in, in like, the, you know, the prequel and the original trilogy, they, they share some, uh, characters, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's different, right? Like, yeah, I'm not saying. What's funny is it's it's because I agree with you on that, but I also feel like it's not similar enough <laughs> in ways that I've, to me the prequels and the original yeah. trilogy feel more connected. Where this, if you just took out the lightsabers and some character names, yeah. it could just be its own sci-fi. Yeah, like like I feel like they threw in Luke and Yoda and Han and Leia just to kind of appease the older generation and then the older generations going, dude, you screwed it up. Whereas the younger generations looking at this as a whole new movie sort of thing too, to bring them into star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I get where the young people would really love it, but the same thing with the prequels, you know, as us older people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 My feelings on it are uh, probably similar to that. I mean, especially after we, we talked about the last couple of weeks, we've uh, done a bit of a trio of episodes, which have talked about the what ifs as to, if George had done the sequels, if Colin Trevorrow had done episode nine, if Alan Dean Foster had his way with things. And, uh, it's, you know, it's neat to think about kind of what could have been. Um, I think I keep just coming back to, cause I've got a lot of complaints about those movies, but I, I keep coming back to, it is not George Lucas's story. And that is the reason I just don't connect yeah. with these stories. You know, like I will go one step lower than that and say, they also just didn't have one co- cohesive idea, which you can really feel 
once you get towards the end, it just kind of felt like each. That's certainly tied into the, yeah, that's certainly tied into it. it. If it was all one fully written story pre-planned, it made a huge difference, I think. Because mm-hmm. uh, J.J. Abrams, I think, was the one who openly said that they just let everybody kind of do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Which feels counterintuitive considering they got rid of the EU to make one cohesive universe <laughs> and then didn't cohesively write the stories. Yeah. So, um, in, so in order to move on from this, um, sort of the last thing to wrap this one up is, is this a gripe that people can move on from, you know, uh, people I, moved on from the prequels, people moved on from yeah, the prequels. Like, I think yeah. we'll have to, mm-hmm. I don't mean, I don't want to, I don't want to think about like yeah. a possibility where I might be okay. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> But it might happen, right? Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> what am I? So I think I think here's a, here's a here's a helpful way to move on from this because I've, I've got many problems that make it impossible to think that I can ever move on from it. But I think that as time goes by and people like the recently promoted Dave Filoni to chief creative officer, yeah, uh, it is very the, uh, applause button. Oh yeah, yeah. Where's where is that? Where is that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, throw that applause. And that's like the greatest thing they've done in a long time. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, like the recently promoted Dave Filoni, I mean, like stories that can come out of that guy's head might actually sort of bridge the gap a little bit. And, you know, even though the movies aren't sort of the best, uh, in my opinion, I think, you know, there are ways to sort of smooth over the rough patch, uh, the rough patches or the, ga- the gaping holes, if you will, with the continuity or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's sort of a, a hopeful idea that perhaps one day they will make sense, these stories. Well, you know what? They wrote, made an entire movie about explaining why there was an exhaust port that led to the center of the Death Star to blow it up. Exactly. So maybe we should think about the things we don't like about the sequel trilogy as story ideas. <laughs> to, to, to quote, to, to paraphrase Jen so fandoms are built on hope. <laughs> that's true that's <laughs> all we can do now right we exactly really all right number two on the list character arcs uh complaints about inconsistent or underdeveloped character arcs particularly for characters like finn and ray uh so <clears throat> yeah one of the complaints i guess that ties in with the first gripe here is that there are characters obviously that were great characters in those movies that didn't really get served justice too well uh, I think a lot of people might even say the same about characters like General Grievous, uh, who sort of popped out of left field in Revenge of the Sith. Great character. If you watch the Clone Wars, you know, you'd love General Grievous. Yeah. Um, you know, for those of you who I saw still like the, the just the films, General Grievous from the. Uh, right. The right. So so, th- so this might be a gripe for you. Right. Because you love, you know, you like the prequels and like love the character of General Grievous. Right. So like, you know, this is a good example. Like, you know, a gripe would be. Oh, on your behalf, like, oh, I wish that we had that true sort of Gandhi Tartavosky version adapted into the movie. Yeah, 100%. That's something that's always bothered me because that was the original canon. It was like this really hardcore Jedi killing assassin. And then we got the 3D Clone Wars, who's kind of this bumbling bad guy, mm-hmm. kind of a mustache. Yeah, bad He's guy that always running away. Yeah. <laughs> He's a coward. <laughs> yeah. He'll run as he always does. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Well, I think who's got any more characters that weren't Boba Fett? I mean, 
I mean, what they did to Boba Fett, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look what they've done to my boy! My boy, my sweet boy. It's like from the Goblet of Fire, that, that you know, Robert Pattinson's dad in the movie. My boy! It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most memeable, memeable part of the movie. There's the Naboo celebration music going on in the back. Yeah. I gotta say, I gotta throw it out there though. Like fans way back in, you know, fans in the, re- the original trilogy. I mean, maybe Kyle can relate to this. I mean, like, how sad was it when you saw Return of the Jedi and Boba Fett just gets swallowed up in the ground by that sarlacc? Oh, he's like a punk. Yeah. Okay. In in the original trilogies, you you, you kind of do want to see a lot more from him and everything. What, he had, I think, what two lines or something like that, and and only like 12, 13 seconds of actual screen time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, the, you know, they they could have done a lot more with him. Uh, but, like, move, moving into the into the newer, like, into the newer movies and stuff like that, uh, I, I just, I, I want to say that the one character that, that really blew me away was actually Finn. I personally was like, oh, he's going to be the next Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's where I was going well, with it. The trailer, and, they, they, and, they marketed and, it that way, too. Yeah, they did. And I loved that idea. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Ray can't be a Jedi too or whatever, but it's like, yeah. here, you're a Jedi. You're a Jedi. Everybody's a Jedi now, right? But but it, it, I really wanted to see a development with Finn and and Poe because uh, Poe was actually supposed to get killed off in the first one, but he was such a good actor, they rewrote him back in. So if they're able to make these little rewrite changes, man, they should have listened to the people, dude. Mm. <laughs> they should have just listened to us. The idea of an ex-Stormtrooper turned Jedi is pretty cool, just saying. Yeah, it is. Exactly. It is. To and me, I, that's a really good, like, a really awesome turn. I mean, that spawns from Katarn, right? Cal Katarn was an ex-Stormtrooper. Yeah. Was he Jedi. a Stormtrooper? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I thought um, it was more like ISP I believe or so. Yeah, but to, to add on to that, I think the casting is probably the strongest part of the sequel trilogies. Yeah. And John Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then John Williams, yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, we, we did t- mention uh, the other day when, or the last week when we were talking about Colin Trevorrow's episode nine possibility and uh, what he would have done with Finn. And it doesn't seem like he would have been quite as sidelined as he ended up getting, you know, in, in the movies that we did eventually get. Um, so it would have been nice to see more of him. So, yeah, he's definitely an underdeveloped character. Uh, I think, you know, in regards to all this sequel stuff, I think it'll take a while for people to move on from all this stuff just because they're oh. so recent. Right. <sighs> I mean, look at the prequels, right? So, like, they came out in, starting in the late 90s. And I feel like people didn't... Like, people who grew up with them. Like yeah. I was kind of the generation, like, just barely before that. I kind of grew up, like, pseudo with them. But, like, I watched the original trilogy before the prequels, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Or you grew up directly with the prequels. Well, I had, I had the special editions before. Okay. Yeah. Well, probably the same category as me then, where when I was a kid, it was like really popular and then everyone hated on them for like our teen years Mm -hmm. and then kind of through university and then kind of came back around enjoying them again. uh, I'd say probably like my mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the big turnarounds when when the sequel trilogy comes out, then everyone's like, okay, well, I mean, that other stuff's not too bad. Even before that though. Yeah. Yeah. At least for me. Well. It will the nostalgia started playing in, I think. We just need some more crappy Star Wars movies to come out <laughs> yeah. so we can appreciate maybe the sequel. I don't know. Is Careful it, what you wish for. Yeah. 
is is it too soon for a sequel to the sequels yeah probably because that is the next one that we're supposed to be getting right is uh yeah it's supposed to be the story of ray right yeah that's right yeah, that's the next one on the roster. It's a story. What? What is it? So, so the at celebration this past year, they announced three movies. It was oh, um, there was the. How did I not hear about this? Yeah, yeah. There was Dave Filoni's New Republic movie. Uh, there yeah, was yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a uh, a New Jedi Order movie with Ray and the New Jedi Order uh, after Episode Nine, and there is a movie yep. in the Dawn of the Jedi era written by uh, right. What's his name that did Logan? That that dude. He's doing it. And um, I'm looking forward to that one a lot. But like they, yeah, they made it. it seem like the, the Ray one is definitely the first one that they're doing. Because uh, Dave's is a while off. He's busy with the shows at the moment. And uh, the, older, the Dawn of the Jedi one is still just kind of a working concept at the moment. But they announced it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that X-Wing movie that I don't think is going anywhere. The Rogue Squadron movie by Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, sadly, I don't think we're going to see the light of day with that one. But... Uh, yeah, I think, you know, this is the next one, the, the, the next Ray chapter, you know, is, is the next, the next Star Wars movie. So, you know, is it too soon for that movie? Is it after the sequels? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's now like a full on Jedi, like doing her thing. Yeah. The sequel yeah. to the sequels. Uh, yeah. Is it too soon? I, I, I think it might not be soon enough if they do the right. Really? I, I don't that, know. That's true. They, that's true. They got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah, that's true, Kyle. That's true, Kyle. <laughs> if it ends up being a good movie. <laughs> It might be seventy five percent flashbacks. <laughs> it might be ne- necessary for it to come out as soon as possible, you know, in order to save some reputation. <laughs> Long as Finn's there and he yeah. yells Ray, I'm happy. <laughs> okay, moving on to the next one. I gotta tell you something. I'll tell you later. Tell you later. Never never gets told. Um no. <laughs> here's, a, here's, a, here's our third one on the list. Treatment of Luke Skywalker. Some fans were disappointed with how Luke Skywalker was portrayed in The Last Jedi, feeling it deviated from his established character. This is its own point, um, probably because it is such a big one to most people as to why they didn't like that movie. Uh, so perhaps we can go around and just say our personal feelings on this. Uh, you know, I don't have, weirdly, I don't have a crazy amount of problems as much as i used to with this um only because it's the movie that has the most of luke skywalker (laughs) 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 out of the three and that i appreciate um so i i i I, you know in a world in which he's not in the movie at all even though they hype it up to be like episode seven i found myself even more disappointed because he ended up not being in the movie at all except for like two seconds so um, I have less of a problem with this as time gone by, even though it wasn't a great movie. And uh, I'm not sure how I feel about him sort of being all sad and depressed. Although I do kind of get the idea. You know, he's like, no matter how old you are, you're not invulnerable to failure. You know, even we've seen even Luke Skywalker, or, or Yoda, uh, when, you know, fights Emperor Palpatine episode three, even he says, you know, failed I have. Into exile I must go. And this dude is like 900 years old. So like, it's not super far-fetched. I think just the way they approached it may have been not what people were hoping. So eventually, I think I could move on from this. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I would say it bothers me less than when it came out. Um, yeah. Still, I, I biggest, love Luke. Sorry. The, sorry, sorry, Kyle. Biggest issue. No, I no, no. You say what you're saying. <laughs> is it still feels like uh, 
just repeating the original trilogy. It's kind of like Luke was his character who overcame all these things, right? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, I wanted something more unique. Yeah, Kyle, what about I, you? Okay, for, I was going to say, for me, I don't think Luke was Luke in those other, like, I, I don't know who, like, the, the writing for him, it just, it, 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 for me, it didn't feel like he was him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they may have had Mark Hamill playing this guy called Luke, but it wasn't Luke Skywalker. Skin. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. Yeah. I, I think, really, I really wanted to see Luke in, in, a, in a Ben Kenobi position mm-hmm. to Ray. Yeah. Where his arc yeah. is done, right? Like, his character development is done. He should be at, like, you know, he doesn't have to be perfect, right? Because no one's perfect. Even Ben yeah. Kenobi, like Alec Guinness, he wasn't perfect. He had some weird, you know, views on the Jedi Order and stuff. When mm-hmm. he was, and especially when he was, like, training Luke and not telling him who his dad was and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. But I think Luke, because when he's still developing, it didn't, it didn't really, I didn't understand if they wanted him to be kind of a main character in the sequel trilogy or, or he's like a, you know, uh, like a supporting character. And I feel like they, he really should have been a supporting character because he took the light away from some characters that should have been the main characters. Right. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Are you referring to the, the end battle when you say that? Like the duel? Just in general, it, it felt more like we were, exp- like he was still developing or like it was more about Luke. It was like Luke's story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of it's flashbacks, but it's all about like finding Luke and doing that. Do you think right. it would have been better for the sequels to start it with the story of Luke Skywalker and then pass the torch to new characters rather than yeah. what they did? Yeah, yeah. With new characters out of the out of the grill and because like what I wanted to feel was what I felt in the Mandalorian when mm-hmm. you see Luke. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's yeah. what I want. I want like same. I want to see like you know he's like at his peak power you know yeah. i want to i want to like feel all peaceful and stuff yeah. you know with how he talks and how he acts like because he i've been, acted we've like invested a Jedi. in the original trilogy as mm. as people that have watched that right and we want the the satisfaction of investing in in a character's story and seeing them be successful you know you don't want to invest in a story and then they turn out to be like a hobo it's like, right oh, no. right right that's not fun <laughs> no it's no it's true <laughs> My boy. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's yeah. So you have like an estranged parent and when you last saw them, they were like astronauts and you finally find them again and yeah, they're homeless. Yeah. They're your heroes, right? You don't, you don't want to see your, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a, here's a, here's a fourth one for us. Um, overemphasis on nostalgia, criticisms regarding the reliance on nostalgia with some feelings that new films lean too heavily on reusing similar or familiar plot elements uh, this is this is also probably very relatable to the other three uh, things so far. But mm-hmm. uh, here's a here's an example for you: um, a third Death Star, <laughs> uh, Star Killer <laughs> Base. I mean, we already had in the one trilogy we had two Death Stars, and then in the third uh, trilogy we've had you know a planet killing weapon, and then in the th- third movie of that third trilogy we had planet killing Star Destroyers, which are all just mini Death Stars. And it was like, okay, so technically we've had like the Death Star like done, you know, 20 times, 50 times over if you count every single individual Star Destroyer. Uh, so, you know, what's up? <laughs> it's <laughs> like, such an issue with Power Crawl. Like, yeah. it, like it's, it's, it's like, yeah, we have to have something like world ending in order for people to care about the plot. That's not true. 
But you right. see Andor? Like, that was the most successful. Yeah. And it's just about a small time, yeah. you know, thing that is occurring in the galaxy. But if you make the tension high enough and you you are you care what about the characters and their lives right like it's gonna feel world ending mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I would almost argue uh, that it it worked against them in this trilogy where the there wasn't enough investment into what the bad guy's plan was and it was so uncomprehensible yeah. to what was going on mm-hmm. that it, it just felt i guess gimmicky in the background of what was happening yeah the, uh, the part I didn't like about that was where they had like the radio tower and they're like, okay, everybody, we got to blow up this radio tower and all the ships are going to drop. And then they blow up the radio tower and the guy's like, oh, we're just going to take over it on this one. We just put on this ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, why didn't you just start it with it on the damn ship? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The nostalgia button is pressed a little too hard in, uh, in episode seven, I would say as well. Um, very much so. Um, I, I think that's where... Oh, yeah. What about this? I was going to say, what about this? What about, like, you know how they had the planet killing, you know, uh, death planet in the in the first one? What if it was a build-up to that being the end thing and, and them getting a shot off at a planet and they blow up that? You know, like, there's so many like things... Like the third movie that. being yeah. that? You know, built it up. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be yeah. to build up to that thing yeah. instead of all movies needing a thing. Right. Would have been a bit, bit more under control. I will say, Josh, um, in regards to what you were saying with too much nostalgia uh, along those lines, I think Disney did have a really hard situation where they want to do something that people are going to feel familiar and enjoy and, and not be too different. So I think they erred on the side of caution. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to doing something more unique, which also could have backfired really badly. And people be like, this yep. is so weird. It's not Star Wars. That, so it's a really, really hard line to walk. That leads us directly into our fifth point here. Maybe you can kick us off. It says, Disney's influence. Concerns about Disney's influence on the franchise leading to perceived commercialization and a departure from the series' roots. That's nah, not really what I was getting at, but... <laughs> I mean, well, it, it overall, it touches <laughs> yeah. up on, like, the power that Disney has over right. sort of... Well, what I was getting at is less to do with it being a franchise thing, but then they have this property they invested in, and they were cautious to not misuse it. I think they erred too much on too much of the same. Yeah, Kyle, what do you, what do you feel about Disney's influence on this? Ooh. Uh, well, uh, well, I... I look, I... If I say something bad about Disney, I'll get canceled. Okay, so I just, <laughs> so, hey, we we all love Disney. Uh, we all love Disney. So like, what what are the concerns right, that you that's had? Right. We all love Disney. Yeah, what kind of concerns um, do you have with sort of was the defi- um, the power that they've had over over like the departure from sort of what was an indie movie franchise once upon a time with George at the helm, you know, and now now at the board of a uh, you know team of people looking at money and kind of deciding what's best the, to do for Disney. and the, f- the first time that I noticed a real difference was the very first time that they showed the Stormtroopers in The Force Awakens. Um, as soon as they showed those guys, I was like, okay, they're selling this. It's, it's more about the commercialism side of what Star Wars was. And it would, literally it was within the first couple of flashes of, of the helmets. And I was like, the, the the filming looks different, the cinematography looks different, the the the, the way that they're showing the 
you know, the, the, the stormtrooper itself or the character was different. And I was just like, I thought, okay, well, they're going to sell the crap out of this. Is that Disney? Or is and, that the director, and that's though? what I, cause that sounds like a, to me, I would uh, JJ Abrams as opposed to something like, well, yeah, they got more money for the better cameras. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you Disney was in there at some points being like, I want close-ups of this. I want this. And you need to have that, you know, like mm. to, to me is I, I, it's the commercialism. Disney's so much commercialism. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's, here's uh, our next one. Number six pacing issues, complaints about pacing and plot structure in certain movies with some feeling and uh, the narrative was rushed or uneven. Uh, I'm gonna throw Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a curveball in the mix, yeah, because I was gonna say Attack of the Clones. That's that's your favorite movie, Kyle. I know, and it's <laughs> and to go from young Anakin to this, and 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 Padme's still the same age, and yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> there is a lot that I do question. I still love the movie though. I think that was so. All of us who were Anakin's young age. We were like, yes, yeah, so we can have pad dreams come true. That's right. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't age. Real. You see, Kyle, she doesn't age because she's an angel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay. Uh, so, um, pacing uh, issues. I remember I was watching. Uh, I was remember I was watching a behind the scenes for the Phantom Menace, and uh, there was a, a moment where George kind of, I guess, he's just coming out of a, a an initial screening of like the final cut. And uh, he's like, um, I may have gone too far in a few places. <laughs> it's been used over and over again, that little snippet in front yeah. of like behind so many different like mashup reels and stuff like that. And, you know, I guess like if you keep watching it, there's some one of the producers, I think it's Rick McCallum. He says like, well, in the last like 10 minutes of the movie, you've got the death of Qui-Gon. A uh, you know the explosion of like the Trade Federation ship, Qui Gon's funeral, and you know the big celebration at the end of the movie. And Jar Jar Binks is tripping and fumbling and killing droids. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, just God. like yeah, it does yes, yeah. It is like okay, yeah. There's some there's some certain like sort of things to consider there. You know, pacing out a movie, but um, you know, I think you know they certainly all have their sort of pacing quirks. I mean, I certainly would have loved Revenge of the Sith to be a longer movie. You know, we just, it feels like the death of Count Dooku is so quick and that duel could have been so much better. It should have started a little earlier, I think. Yeah. Well, I just, yeah. I mean, even if it cut in where it does, I just feel like it could have been longer just as a movie in general, you know, just to explain more of like Anakin's story, his transition. People felt that was too rushed. That was rushed for sure. That was rushed. Yeah. And I love that That movie to smithereens, but I understand the complaint, you know. Um, And you don't want to give up some runtime from the, the duel, do you? No, of course not. Yeah, I mean, like that movie is incredibly well, reasonably length, be, like for the story it's trying to tell, you know. And uh, I, I keep thinking to myself, like, okay, if George had his way in modern cinema right now, where it's more common for a director to just kind of throw out a four-hour movie or whatever, you know, maybe we would have had that, right? I mean, he was flipping the bill. Like, it's not like he couldn't have done it. Yeah, you got the reputation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People will watch it. People will watch it. Yeah. Star Wars: oh, yeah. Revenge of the Sith Part One. I mean, <laughs> look at look at the success of Endgame and uh, Avatar, and you know, I mean, the and Hobbit Deathly movies. Hollows? 
Yeah, I mean, well, those are split into two separate movies, but I mean, like movies that ended up coming out with an extended director's cut, whatever, the demand oh, okay. is so high, right? And, right. It, you know, Justice League, the Zack Snyder edition, That's what I'm thinking. so much better, so much better oh, than the theatrical yeah. version. I mean, it's not, it's no, like, it's not even a competition. Like, if you look at the reviews for theatrical versus Zack Snyder edition, it's like night and day. It's crazy. Uh, so, I mean, that movie certainly could have used more time to breathe, <laughs> for sure. Um, Cool. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, number seven, character deaths. Discontent with how certain character deaths were handled, especially in the sequel trilogy. Um, I think what it's getting at is Han Solo. How did we all feel about Han Solo? Kyle, maybe you can kick us off. What did you feel about Han Solo when you first watched episode seven? Okay. First off, I want to say this. Uh, I I didn't watch the, the movie for, for a while when it first came out. I didn't get to go right away. And I tried everywhere desperately not to see anything online or anything. And this dude was driving around with Han Solo dies written on the back of his <laughs> no. Like a bumper sticker? And I was like, you ass. No, no, no. Literally in big, all over his back windshield. Han Solo dies. No way. And I was like, you, I'm dead serious, dude. I was like, you, you know, uh, you know, you ass hat, man. Like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> And so I, when I went in there, I already knew he was going to die. And I was just like, no, the whole time. No. And then, Oh, the God dang monster is going to eat him. Nope. That didn't happen. Okay. So it's going to, you know, (laughs) that's all I did for the first movie. I was so anxious (laughs) and just so anxious watching the entire film. Yeah. No. Oh, (laughs) the jump scares. Yeah. (laughs) This is it. Yeah. (laughs) And of course it's so obvious when it happens. But then when it finally goes red, (laughs) Yeah, man. And I was just, and, and then finally it happened. And I was just like, oh, it was real. I was hoping that he did that as a, you know, as it's a not going to happen. You yeah. know, he's joking everybody. Yeah. And, and I was like, as soon as he died, I was like, I was devastated. I was like, they, they literally took a real big part of Star Wars and kind of threw it right out the window in the first movie. If you're going to kill him off, do it in the third one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Have a big ending to this one. You know, like People he's coming in the Millennium Falcon or something. Cool, you know? Yeah. Or the second yeah, Luke one, right? should have been like, at the end, too. I think, I think uh, a yeah. good spot for it would be the second one, right? Have a nice, dark, you know, middle movie, just like Empire, mm-hmm. to kind of leave off on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, though, yeah. Well, I mean, he got caught in the Carbonite in the end of that one. If he died at the end of the second one, yeah. there you go. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's true. Right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. That kind of rhyme. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like poetry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I I don't. You know, it's funny. Like, I never really cared too much about the death of Han Solo personally. I was like, you know what? That's a bit of a surprise. Uh, but uh, at the time, I was like, I can live with it. You know, we still got Luke and Chewie and Leia. Not not foreseeing the death of Carrie Fisher and what they would have done with Luke's character in the next movie. So I'm just picturing like a. A photo, all of them together, and they just keep adding X's across their face. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, I was like, where the heck is R2D2 this whole time? And, you know, all this stuff. So, um, yeah, because they're, they're part of the family as well. But I, I just, you know, I, yeah, I kept on thinking, okay, well, that is the least of my problems out of this entire movie. I had so many more bigger issues with, with the film. But, um, yeah, other, other, like other deaths, I guess, other, uh, uh, Count Dooku. Uncertain character yeah, deaths Dooku. were handled. I mean, yeah, Count Dooku. Were you Asma. happy with that one? I was very surprised because he was such a huge villain, Attack of the Clones, and they offed him in like 15 minutes. 
see that that was a that was my whole you know gruntle with like the like pacing. Smog. The pacing. I also hated the, them killing smog in the beginning of the third movie. Yeah, the, for the Hobbit. Right. Right. Just oh yeah okay yeah that's fair I yeah just like I don't know um Darth Maul anyone yeah but they but they brought they him fixed back it. so like but that counts yeah they, yeah they brought him back that counts because it's discontent with how certain character deaths were handled deaths meaning you know also mm-hmm. counting the resurrection Palpatine thrown in the mix Boba Fett Boba Fett I mean like you know out of those out of Maul Boba Fett Palpatine you know what works, what doesn't. But they kind of fixed Boba Fett by making Django and having Django die really cool. Right. Yeah, okay. Django's always been awesome. Yeah, but Django's like pseudo Boba, right? For the yeah. vocals. Right. Like, did have enough screen time? We're gonna make billions of him. <laughs> <laughs> you will be immortal. We're gonna make so many friggin' toys and million figures. You're gonna be immortal tomorrow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Do I get a cut of each action figure? <laughs> Can I get point zero zero one profit on all those toys? <laughs> Just a cent, George. That's all I need. One cent. Where's the contract? <laughs> uh, here's another one for you. Eight. Expanded universe disregard. Fans upset with the removal of the expanded universe from canon, leading to the erasure. Eraser? of many beloved stories. Uh, I wouldn't say they were erased, but they were definitely sort of sidelined in our mental continuity. Does it just mean the EU? Yes. The uh, now referred to as Star Wars Legends for anyone who's recently purchased an old Star Wars book. It's got the gold banner on it saying Legends. It means it's not part of the canon continuity. Uh, That was very shortly after Disney bought the company, actually. And I remember that kind of threw a lot of us off at the time who were expecting games like 1313, Force Unleashed 3, you know, a lot of stuff like that ended up getting canceled. And uh, there was another Republic Commando book that was supposed to be out at some point in the future that ended up getting canned. Uh, There was a whole bunch of stuff. And even Clone Wars was put on hold for a while until that was brought back. It was canceled originally. Canceled, canceled, yeah. Canceled. And And then you know eventually resurrected because of the fans but um but that was canon material but i mean as far as like like the original thrawn trilogy like how mm-hmm. i mean you know, you know you love those books yep like sure so you know in regards to the continuity of that in your head when it came to this is how the story continues after episode six and we ended up getting the announcement of these new movies and therefore these books no longer matter like to you, how did you feel about that? You must have been a mixed feelings. You know, I was like excited for the new movies, but also like kind of sad that you're seeing something die. You know, like what, yeah. what was going through your head at the It's time? been a number of years. So I think my feelings on it have been a bit tempered. Uh, I know it was, I, at the time though, I was quite bitter about it because there was a lot of EU stories that I really liked that I wanted to keep around. Uh, I'd say most of the Luke Skywalker post original trilogy stories are probably the ones that I'm most annoyed by. That includes the Thrawn trilogy and the characters like Mara Jade and uh, their kids and Aunt and Leia's kids. I still really like the idea of the twins with uh, Aunt and Leia's children. One turns to the dark side. I thought that was a cool story. Yeah. So all that stuff I'm still annoyed by. Especially it left me watching the sequels trying to figure out if they were going to pull things or not. Mm. And then they never did. <laughs> I think they had a really good opportunity to, to take from what worked in the EU. Yeah. But it didn't seem like they did that as much as I would have liked them to. Cause you don't have to take everything right. I mean, mm-hmm. like 
for sure there is some wacky stuff yeah. in the EU that I'm like, of course. It was, pr- you know, I'm not missing that kind of stuff, right? I need my lizard. Good stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think the triplets is a, would have been a great idea for like kind of the first uh, episode of the sequels, right? Like, mm-hmm. have the introduction to the new generation of the kind mm-hmm. of the Star Wars fellowship. Yeah. Um, and it's a Disney movie. You know, it mm-hmm. would have been a great movie for kids to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Like, yeah. In, I don't know if it helps, but like the in George's head, he never really looked at that stuff as canon. Uh, all the stuff that he did with to him was canon, and all the other stuff was always the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was times when he looked at that stuff and sort of said, "Oh, I like that. I'm going to use that in my story." Like Ala Sakura, Quinlan Voss, mm-hmm. uh, Darth Maul's resurrection, stuff like that. But uh, you know, not all the time, right? Like. Um, Night Sisters, though, that was another one that made its way into Clone Wars. And I don't know how much of that was Dave Filoni, but like it was, you know, it's, it's cool. It's a cool idea. Um, but yeah, I think like a lot of us fans really felt quite attached to all the years of, you know, I remember lots of my childhood years, you know, spent reading like the Jedi Quest series, Jedi Apprentice. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those real good Anakin Obi-Wan stories that kind of got me invested with those characters. Actually, Seeing those kind of sent to the grave was like, oh, man, yeah. got it, gutting. What's funny is that you touched on that. That's uh, I mentioned Grievous earlier, and my other thing that I really wish they kept was Anakin when he fights Sarge Ventress. That's how he gets his eye. Yeah, his scar. And yeah, that's a gripe I still have with Clone Wars that they never showed that. No, and I literally. So yeah. my wife just started watching Clone Wars, and I'm like, oh, okay, we'll start at the beginning. We had a big conversation about if we should do it in chronological <laughs> order or not. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Josh. We decided to do it in release order. So oh, we put man. the movie up. And I'm like, the lazy Anakin way. already has a scar. They've never explained this since decanonizing the Gandhi show. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next one. Number nine. Oh, actually, well, first of all, I'll ask the question. Okay, is this is that something we can move on from at some point? Do you think this whole expanded universe disregard is going to be moved on? I personally, I can already say I have partially moved on. Partially. Yeah. Uh, there are still some really great stories that we will never get reintroduced fully into the canon again. Plagueis. Yeah, Plagueis. I mean, like, th- it, characters have slowly started to come back. I that's, mean, even Dirge has come back in canon, but... See, that's the thing, is since Dave Filoni's been slowly bringing this stuff back, it's put me, I think, at ease with a lot of my yeah. annoyances, because a lot of the stuff that I, I valued the most has come back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good, good. I trust that man. Please. So if we can't get the full stories back, at least we can get some elements. You know? Throw me some crumbs. <laughs> throw me some, yeah, throw me some breadcrumbs, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Uh, okay, number nine, humor, tone, mixed reactions to the humor in the newer films with some finding it distracting or inconsistent with the tone of the original trilogy. This incorporates humor in the prequels, this humor in the, in the sequels, in Solo, Rogue One, I mean, wherever the humor that never really connected with you is. Uh, what are some examples we can think of of this? Jar Jar? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, touch Jar Jar anymore. He's gold. <laughs> I, I, Jar Jar I, I don't have a problem with Jar Jar. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. I, but I think the one that just sticks out to me is is like the 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 Poe humor in yeah. Last Jedi. It felt so weird. That, yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, that, I was going to say that too. And all the hot that Poe humor was just weird it is that, not star wars at all that opening sequence with uh, yeah. hawks over the intercom yeah yeah bad 
just bad. The, the, the worst part with Hux was when when he's like, "You're the mole," like I'm the spy. You know, I just I hated that. <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> like just the way that that came out was just weird. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, somebody was really sleeping that day. Yeah, it didn't really feel like Star Wars to me either. Um, I think a lot of the star or the humor in Star Wars is more like physical comedy, yeah. right? To so right. to have like such dialogue driven comedy oh, is this very for weird. Luke. Too. Yeah, yeah. I I, we're Luke's so used comedy. to we're so used to the George Lucas slapstick. You yeah, know? like I can just imagine him in his viewing room when he watches, you know, like the the what's its thing, you know, farts in Jar Jar's face, like. <laughs> like man like that just that cracks me up like thinking of like george you think this is funny that's hilarious you know um it's for kids (laughs) george is putting in there it's it's for kids you know (laughs) (laughs) i love it you know and then you get the stuff with poe dameron it's like Mm -hmm. what the heck you know um yeah i agree with that like I didn't actually pick up on it as a kid, but now I'm rewatching like New Hope when you see uh, Han and Chewie running down the Death Star corridor, just like screaming, and they run into the room full of all the stormtroopers, like blah, they all just run the other That's way. So yeah. funny, yeah. Right? yeah. And it's not because they're trying to be funny. No, it's just right? that they got themselves into yeah. this situation. And they're, they're characters, right? I think it's yeah. the same kind of with how um, Yoda, Yoda and Luke kind of in Dagobah. There's a bit of like dialogue that's funny as well, but it's a lot of it's like you know. Um, like Yoda losing his balance and falling over while he's trying to concentrate yeah. and yeah. trying to steal. You know, he's trying to annoy Luke to yeah, kind of yeah, test yeah. his patience. And it, Yeah, a lot of that slapstick comes from a character that can speak with a character that can't. Like 3PO and R2, R2 and Luke, Chewie and Han. Chewie and 3PO. Like yeah, Chewie and 3PO. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just always the combination of like one can talk, the other can't. The other's interpreting for the audience what they're saying based on their response. And it sort of like works out awkwardly and it becomes funny. Yeah, yeah, you have these you have these yep. funny characters that are like, okay, we need a laugh, bring in R2 or 3PO, like in the, yeah. the prequel movies in Attack of the Clones, right? Um, yeah. I don't know. Th- 3PO's hand Fly casual. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Like 3PO's head being put on a, <laughs> on a droid. Right? Was that funny or is that is that just... It was. I liked it. Were people annoyed by that? Oh, no. I'm so confused. I liked it when I was younger. I, I, I gotta be honest. I was only a little annoyed by that because I'm like, wouldn't you, you know, isn't he able to control the body? Yeah. Like, the, you know. Right. Because he was still sent out and he was marching, right? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't you be like, holy crap, I'm going this way. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny because it's ridiculous. I don't know if I like Well, that. he, he, he has that one line. He's like, die, Jedi, die. Yeah, that's oh, true. What? Did I, I say? I think it's like that. Uh, it's it's a motif of you know you get the murderer's hand sewn on you instead of your oh, own okay. hand in, in a hospital, right? And then all oh, of a sudden, idle hand. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then you're and then you can't stop the hand from you yeah, know yeah, yeah. grabbing the, the knife and the trying Simpsons, to strangle. Or, yeah, it's the hand yeah. transplant. And yeah, the weight yeah. makes a murder. So I don't, it was it was in your face for sure. Yeah. Um, I, guess I do. Di- I do like how they got the uh, his face off him, right? And the Je- I, I forget the Jedi's name, but he like yeah. he just force pushes him, I gives a little Fisto. smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fisto. Yeah. I like the smile. The smile. I love how they brought that to the the depiction in the Clone Wars character. Is like he's got the big like the Jamaican accent. And, you know, mm. he's like always smiling all the time <laughs> when he fights General Grievous. You know, Kit Fisto. He's like, yeah. he's yeah. way too happy yeah. about this. You know. Oh, that's a good gripe, actually. Maybe it'll come up later, but the whole Palpatine duel. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. If it doesn't come up. Oh, yeah, it will come up. It will okay. come up. Okay, uh, here's another one. 
Number 10, we're halfway through. Prequel dialogue, criticisms of clunky dialogue in the prequel trilogy, particularly in The Phantom Menace. I'm surprised it didn't bring up the, uh, I don't like sand. <laughs> but uh, who has any uh, any examples well, of this? Okay, what's your favorite line of terrible dialogue, Josh? Let's go around. I mean, I don't mind. I, I, like the the, I like the sand thing at, yeah. at this point. It's sort of memeable. That, I never had a problem with it, though. See, that's the thing about the prequels is all the bad dialogue lines have become such memes that I feel like we, we've all grown... Like, we've all grown accustomed to it, you know? That And now we have, like, this, like, fondness for them. Yeah, they're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I killed them. I killed them all. And not just the men, but the women that's and the children, line? too. <laughs> They're like animals. <laughs> so I slaughtered them like animals. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's all of me back. <laughs> it's cool, buddy. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, you know, I, I don't really have a problem. I don't really, you know, I don't have a problem with most of the prequel dialogue. But I can see why there would be complaints about it. <laughs> oh. My bones are yeah. aching, Andy. The storm's coming. <laughs> the storm's coming. You, you know, Better get inside. Yeah, see, that one is so stupid. It's funny. Like, my bones are aching, Andy. Storm's coming. You know, that was uh, that, that was just like ad lib. She just her bones are actually aching. So she just said that. I just kept it in. <laughs> she just happened to call Jake Annie. <laughs> It just came so naturally. Oh, Doesn't he look like an Annie to you? Oh, jeez. Okay, well, Kyle, Attack of the Clones is your favorite movie, but what is the what is, what is, what is to you probably like the most awkward piece of dialogue in that movie? Ooh. Oh, God. Um, I, dude, I would have to go with the Annie. Um, I'm thinking of like five or six things that have happened in that yeah. movie. Okay, uh, uh. I'm sorry, man. I can't put my finger on it, but it, there was this one thing that Annie said where, where, and it was to Padme. Oh and, yeah, and, I know. And I just, and I was sitting there and I was know like, exactly what you're talking this, this about. Is dumb. You're talking about the first uh, time that he like reunites with her again, right? Oh, that whole scene is awful. Yeah. Oh one, yeah, and it was all was awkward. Gonna, the one I yeah. was gonna do is was where they're telling each. Uh, she says, "I love you" to him or something, and then he just says, "He he's like, no, but it's because I'm so in love with you." <laughs> And then he just says the same thing yeah, back. Yeah. Like, I was like, who wrote this? Like, like a nervous teenager? That was the third one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's yeah. Revenge of the Sith. No, it's because I'm so in love with you. Yeah, he's like shirtless. On, I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's my favorite one. It's so good. It it's so bad, but it's so good at the same time. You know, It's just like nobody else would make a movie with that in there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, 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 Kyle, I think the one you're thinking of at the beginning of episode two is like when she says, uh, uh, Annie, my goodness, you've grown. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he's like, yeah. so have yeah. you more beautiful, and I yeah. mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's to me, because I rewatched For a senator, that. I mean. Yeah. I feel like yeah, he, just, he didn't know what to say because he was baffled and yeah. he tried to correct it. It just made it worse. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it just came out super awkward. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think that's part of the joke, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's not great. I've thought about her every day since we last met. <laughs> you know how creepy that sounds? Like, oh, man. Okay, um, Obi-Wan has some bad dialogue, like, jokes, too. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. 
It's like, where's Padme? Or you're like, you should be more like Padme. She keeps, seems to be getting on top of things. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Don't try it, Anakin. I have the high ground. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. He's got, it sounds like he's got such a stick up his butt all the time. Oh, you man. have done that yourself. <laughs> yeah, so uncivilized. <laughs> I, Only a Sith deals in absolutes. I will do it. Should I do that all the time? <laughs> All right, number 11, political elements. Some viewers were displeased with the political aspects introduced in the prequels. I fully disagree with this. Yeah, me too. Um, I just think yeah, that too. in order for this entire war to make sense, uh, for it's part of the motive of the villain, everything, I don't really know why people had a problem with it. I can see why they might have a problem with it when introducing it to their kid for the first time yeah. because they just wouldn't understand it. Uh, that being said, if they're beyond the age of seven or eight, it's not that far-fetched to just explain it to them. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, if they can't understand it, just pause it. Just, you know, do some explaining. It's like, okay, education time, you know? Uh, I don't know when we learn about politics in this country, but uh, I feel like it's not like... That social studies is like grade three and four, you start learning about it. Yeah, like it's not that hard to explain, even if you have to yeah. sort of make some sort of, uh, what do you call that? Com you know, like a comparison story it's not like it wasn't present in the original trilogy trilogy too right there's a lot of talk about the senate being dissolved mm. and stuff like that so there's yeah. a little bit of lead up into yeah. it. yeah but the reason yeah. we don't get that is because like you know the political system had been dissolved in, yeah so there's not much part to of talk the story about. yeah, there's that. yeah. Uh, Plus, so maybe it was a little jarring for people mm. to have to to see that in the phantom menace I think part of what yeah. ruined the sequels for me, at least going into episode seven, was that there was no explanation for anything. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, yeah. what is the relationship? Like, how, where did this First Order come from? What's the relationship between the First or the Resistance and the new, new Republic? Boom, there goes the New Republic. Now they're not on Coruscant anymore. Like, how did these people get the power? Yeah, like, like so many questions. It's like, okay, I, I get that there's supposed to be some questions. I hate how it was intentional that there was questions. And I feel like they were trying to do that because they were trying to capture the, the, the feeling and the essence of episode four where we didn't really know what happened before. But because this is the final trilogy, they shouldn't have done that. Like they should have just gone in yeah. with knowing that, okay, everyone watching this movie has seen six other movies that sort of give us reasons as to why this is happening. It's the sequels, not a like thing you know i just like standalone yeah stand alone quill or whatever like i don't know i mean like it's it's like it, it was foolish i think it was foolish to go in with such blindness for the audience and I, I was like you know what that left even less room to explain things in the later two movies when they needed more room to breathe for other stories right so i think that first movie episode seven was a huge problem for for the later two because it just left so much in the dark it's like, okay, you're leaving it to these other two directors to put that stuff in your movie, in their movie? Like, no. Like, you know, nobody got time for that. It's like, you want to go in knowing stuff. All right, you only got three movies to tell this story. How are you going to do it? So I think that was a big issue. I wish all the movies started with 20 minutes of discussions of blockades and trade routes. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they, they even barely had anything on the write-up on the way up. They were just like, yep, the first order's live. Yep, this is this, and Snoke's there, and this is what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like, oh, well, okay, I guess this is what's happening. Star Wars is a, it's a political, I mean, you can't have wars without politics, right? right? Like, yeah, exactly. Is, and it is a living, breathing universe, and it has to function in a certain way, and humans 
we want to understand how things work, right? So it's natural to be like, what the heck is like missing from this sequel mm-hmm. trilogy? Like, I need an explanation. And there's already this, you know, in the original trilogy, it was the first of its kind, right? No one is like asking for something necessarily because it's like, yeah. 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 Um, Attack of the Clones had a lot of sort of politics in there as well, you know, in regards to explaining how the Clone Wars get started, how that gets going. And, uh, you know, without that, what, what kind of movie do you have left? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I feel like this is something that just people need to move on from this. It's like, okay, I get that you don't like politics, um, but Star Wars is not about spaceships. And George has said this. It's not about spaceships. Uh, so let's move on, people. He said that in the, in, in the James Cameron interview, uh, when James Cameron interviewed him about, about Star Wars and... and um, yeah, it was it was a good interview. If you if you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch that. Okay, here's another one. Number twelve, Jar Jar Binks. He gets his own category here just because he's such a strong, divisive character. Strong dislike for the character Jar Jar Binks, seen by some as an annoying, unnecessary addition. I don't have a problem with this one, um, but I can see that a lot of people definitely did not like the character. And uh, I feel like it was like a linchpin problem for the prequels for a really long time. It was, it was, it was like the staple reason why someone didn't like those movies. And it's like, okay. entire fan edits based around cutting him out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, the sort of similar, not to the same degree thing came up with Rose Tico in the sequels. And it's like, okay. Oh yeah. I like, I'm not fond of the character. Um, it's more her plot. Was I don't hate less. the movie because of her, you know? And I get that Jar Jar was like a big highlight of Phantom Menace. And, you know, that may be a reason why somebody might hate the movie with their guts. But, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. When it comes to Rose, I, I never had a problem with Rose at all. I I never even saw her as, you know, a crappy character or anything. I just saw her as another character within the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. But Jar Jar. <laughs> you're, not, you're not big on Jar Jar. When he first opens his mouth, you're just like, oh, man. For sure, <laughs> oh, they yeah. ruined it. You know, it took me a long oh, no! time. Took so me a long for time me, I, yeah, to come around. Yeah, you ever thing. hear that comedian? Yeah, you ever hear the comedian that goes, you know, Star Wars is Star Wars is racist. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> the bumbling idiots, basically a a, a a high Jamaican. You got the Trade Federation. Oh no, so we don't need you know, like the, the like yeah. the Asian Trade Federation sure. right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. But but Jar Jar, no, I didn't like him. I, I I didn't like him that much as a character. But when you see the Clone Wars, the cartoon show, you get way more into who he is and everything like that. And so I I gained an appreciation for the character. But if I was to just sit down and watch the movie, I'd be like, that's a crappy character. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably a big part of it. Is it's now aged enough that people have this nostalgia for it. Right. If it was a new movie that came out, I think people would be just as upset, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. And again, this has nothing to do with uh, the actors, of course. I mean, like, we all, uh, Ahmed Best, I think, was mm-hmm. very poorly mistreated by the fandom. Yeah, you know, unfortunately. And I terrible. fully agree. Yeah. I, yeah. Dude, he was an actor that was excited as heck, mm-hmm. obviously, the day that, you know, he's going to get that script and be told, hey, you're going to play a character in Star Wars. You know, he told his family and everybody's happy and everything like that. And then the fans attack him. Yeah, Dude, terrible. he's an actor. He was getting paid and happy to do that part for us. 
Yep. You know, if, if, if you're mad at anything, be mad at the guy that wrote the character, not the actor. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Like, that drives me nuts. too, I think, didn't it? Sorry, I'm passionate on that one. Yeah. But it doesn't matter who these, like, well, you think if it was a different actor playing Jar Jar, that it would be a huge success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, exactly. You didn't even see his freaking face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's, it's the character that was written. Yeah, again. And Ahmed has such a unique voice too. Like when you hear him talk in just a regular tone of voice, you can tell it's him. Right. That's cool. And like, yeah. yeah. And like he talks like a normal guy, but it's just like, just the way he talks, you just kind of know that it. the tone of voice yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. And uh, when they brought him into the Mandalorian, I think we all flipped out, you know, like yeah, the, just cool. because, yeah, you're right, Kyle. Like, you know, he, he had this dream of oh, kind of yeah. being in, in Star Wars. He was probably told, oh, you're going to play this like mo- motion capture role for the first time in cinema. You know, you're going to be pioneering this technology. You know, it's going to be a main character, the, exactly. the film. And he ends up playing this like dim witted sort of fool mm. and that everyone hated. And, and then he got a lot of hate over because of it. And it's just like, man. That sucks, but at the same time, like I was so happy, like when they brought him in to do this Jedi role, because like Mm -hmm. even though not many people connected with that character, at least they were able to kind of give do him the favor of like getting that dream. You know, I think like everyone wants to be a Jedi. That is one of the most pleasant things that has come out of Star Wars in recent years is just including him and kind of like yeah, yeah, in like such a cool role. Like he's the Jedi who saved Krogu. That's that man. You know what? I I actually made a TikTok about his comeback, and uh, I think I got like I don't know about something like ten thousand views or something ridiculous on it like that. And uh, and it's and it I'll send it to you guys after so you guys can see it. But yeah, I was so happy when they brought him back, and I was so happy that he got that redemption. You know. I'm in Star Wars and I can be proud of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how can we, how can fans who don't like Jar Jar Binks move on from Jar Jar Binks? I mean, that, watch that's the Clone Wars. Watch the Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> He's got some pretty funny episodes in Clone Wars. I must say like, he gets a girlfriend. He gets a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I got over it by just embracing the meme of, of Jar Jar Binks because yeah, I almost love loving Jar Jar because everyone hates him so much and it like <laughs> makes people like I, I don't know like yeah. he's here he's right. here to stay he's gonna be around mm-hmm. you know might as well just embrace him yeah, yeah. Um, alright we'll move on to number 13 and uh, oh, just a moment here uh, we've got uh, Francis popping in the escape pod hello Francis hey guys how you doing I'm good, thanks. How are you? There we go. Good, good. All not right. Too bad. Just, not too bad. You just missed a chance to explain your take on Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Hey, but we got another good one. Uh, number thirteen. <laughs> we're uh, we're going down the list. Number thirteen here uh, is CGI overuse. Criticisms about the overuse of CGI in the prequel trilogy, with some feeling it distracted from the practical effects of the original films. How do we feel about this one? Because this is, um, you know, this is this is divisive, right? I mean, like the the Star Wars films have been sort of essential for pushing those boundaries forward. So, like, is it overuse if it's actually innovating? Well, should we should we expand on this and say like, um, like what about the digital editions in? Uh, oh, thank God, like the original trilogies and stuff too, right? Like, because <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's also a 
Right. That's yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, maybe you can elaborate on that. No, I just wanted to make sure we were talking about it as well. But, I think but yeah. Kyle's goes on to say on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. For me, dude, I hated that in, in, mm-hmm. in the originals. When, yeah. when he came back and he's like, we're going to do this version. And then, like, what, five years later, we're going to do this newer version. And I hated it. The, 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 the singing, that the, the weird <laughs> frog fish person whatever yeah. the hell that was jedi rock <laughs> just oh man size noodles just keep That's the song the, the same yeah. we all love it we all know it it's the cantina song <laughs> i want the spittle to fly in yeah, their faces i, I want I, I want I want some sort of fuzzy <laughs> bug creature with a big butt on his face and his teeth right in the camera yeah. see the slobber <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, so yeah, like that never, I don't think that's ever connected with people, but, uh, but that is a good one to point out is like, you know, to combine in here with the CGI overuse, a lot of those additional scenes thrown into the original trilogy were just full CG scenes and they do not hold up very well. Uh, so like they were kind of a, it was almost like a gimmick. Like it almost felt like a gimmick, like re-released the movie with some in-betweener sort of. Well, here's the thing. I think... Because you know this poor this staff's going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. This is my theory. I think they were kind of testing the waters uh, with CG, cap- CG capabilities before the prequels came out. Yeah. And on top of that, it, it allowed them to re-release the film to get the IP fresh in everyone's minds before the prequels came out. Yes, for sure. So I think it's a bit of that. Uh, the fact that we can't get the original non-CG versions is a pretty big gripe of mine. Uh, you can if you get a Laserdisc player. Yeah, you can't get like full you know, no. 4K or whatever. Right. There, there's some effects in... Pardon? Sorry. Oh. You must be on oh, Geonosis. I was just losing the additional scenes. From what I've read, what I've read is that Lucas originally wanted those scenes to be in, but he didn't have the technology available at the time to have those things in. So when it came up, he jumped the gun immediately to get those and cram them in because he he had these um, fantastical dreams to add into Star Wars. But yeah, just technology just wasn't there. His mm-hmm. dream was to have a giant dewback in front of the camera blocking the stormtroopers. <laughs> There, there are certain... Not just what I saw from an interview. Singing. God knows what he dreams about. That man's a mystery. Good go for it, Bryce. There are certain, um, there are certain effects that, I almost, uh, that are kind of successful that I forget weren't a part of the original right. you know, yeah. like run, like, like the little beak in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, no, right? that, that was like, a great the, addition. And, and I don't know if like... Oh, fair, yeah. I don't know if other people watch it and they're just like, they see that, and every time they're like, "Ah, why is that there?" But like, some stuff just goes right over my head. Like, yeah. and, and the, blinking, you walks blinking. <laughs> the uh, the the dewbacks and the sand troopers mm-hmm. in the background of the uh, yeah, but the, uh, the, the on the, the Death Star yeah. explosion, yeah, it was different as well. Yeah, yeah oh. they added the ring and a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So so I mean, I'm and I'm sure there's some stuff I'm forgetting about even now that you yeah. Know, it was more su- successful. Yeah, it's definitely hit or miss with the people, I find. It um, is, yeah, because certain things, I feel like now it are dated, but they definitely do help. Like, for example, yeah. when this, the uh, the speeder with Luke and R2 and 3PO and Obi-Wan is going into Moss Eisley, yeah. Yeah. I think that really helps set the, the uh, yeah. place well. Yeah. So the original, they just cut to them being there. Right. Which is, you, you miss it, 
even yeah. though when you watch it, it it feels very CG. And and in the prequels, you do get those very environmental sort of transition scenes. Shots, yeah, yeah, establishing shots. Yeah, and so like for that reason alone, like they're sometimes quite handy and useful and good for the story. And I can see why you know George would have said those things. Um, like what Francis was saying, like you know, I I do recall the interview that he did um, he did say that in. Uh, where he said like you know there was only it was only like 90 something percent complete in his head and there were still a few things that he wanted that couldn't have been done at the time uh so like it's definitely sort of it's cool that he was able to kind of get the movie he wanted i guess eventually um my problem with them is that they just don't really hold up that very well like we're talking we're talking beyond 20 years ago because these these cg scenes were kind of done prior to phantom menace and if you think that the phantom menace doesn't hold up um you know, these are even worse. So like, that's my issue with them. I feel like if they re-rendered them all in today's technology, today's, you know, standard of visual effects, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I don't really care for the original cut or edit if the director and the creator himself doesn't like that version, right? Like I want to see the movie that the, that the guy who made it wants me to see. Uh, because if I showed anyone an incomplete painting that I did, and they loved it the way it was, but I hadn't finished it yet. It would kind of put a rock in my gut to be like, oh, well, I still wanted to add more to that. And uh, Have you ever read the book 1984? I have. It was bad. <laughs> what? That was a great book. Anyway, in that, they constantly, that was a change, book. They constantly change history. So everyone has to relearn history all the time, pretend like it never happened. That's kind of how I feel about, love about this as an explanation. Josh I, thought it was so bad he burned, burned the book. <laughs> That's a whole different book. I rewrote history <laughs> and I never read it. <laughs> what is that one? Fahrenheit something or other? Uh, yeah. I, no, I just, I, I'm sure it was a great book. I just, I, I had to read it for English class at one point in my life. And this no book, sucks. no book that I was forced to read was good in my head. Dude, I had to read a book about pearl diving. <laughs> you were lucky to read 1984. <laughs> I also had to read Animal Farm and that also was. Yeah, good books. That's a great book. Man, Lord wow, of the Flies. Yeah, great book. Yeah, these are great. Screw you guys. <laughs> no, okay. no here's, a, here's another one. Here's another one. This We're is gonna... a whole different hot <laughs> <laughs> All right, move it, moving on. Okay, over, over CGI overuse. Can we move on from it? Well, uh, is it obviously not going to stop now? It's not going to yeah. stop now. Yeah, I think we can move on from it. I mean, like nowadays, people don't even notice what's what's CGI and what's real. Practical overuse. So I. So this is the one part of this whole thing that I think. Yeah that could be an issue is I have actually uh, made some points, you know, when, when watching Mandalorian and book of Boba where CGI would have been better yeah. than using practical. And uh, Ahsoka was the most recent. Um, clone troopers. Yes. The live action clone troopers mixed in with backgrounds, clone CGI versions. Um, but the close to camera ones were, were practical and you could totally tell. And those ones sucked. Like they were really, really bad. And uh, apparently the costumes were based on the prototype for the clone trooper, which when they did the 3D model of the clone trooper in Attack of the Clones, they were based on a prototype physical costume that they made, which was kind of not that great. Um, and I was like, why would they do that? You know, like, why not just make them all CG? I get that. I get like people like the, the practical thing. Maybe it cut down on the budget. Um, I just. I love the clean sort of feeling that the CG clones have that we've, that we've grown accustomed to seeing, you know, and, and especially in, with today's technology, like it could have been done really well. Uh, 
you know, give them the spotlight. You know, it's like, why, why does it have to be replaced with the, the practical ones? They just, they look like they're losing their, their flappy armor pieces off their shoulders. And I don't know, the helmet's too big and chest is too wide and it just didn't really look good. So yeah, uh, practical, practical overuse, definitely an issue. Um, who else can think of an, uh, an example? Cad Bane? Anyone? I think we've talked about yeah, this before, but one. like Disney's afraid of using CG now because of the prequels, and they are they're leaning way too much into practical. Because like, yeah, Cad Bane, but the Grand Inquisitor looked. Oh yeah, that could have been yeah. practical. Yeah, that's the thing is they they just cheapened out on the practical. They didn't match what they already had done in practically in the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was my problem with yeah. that too yeah um and so many so many issues with that so i think yeah they just gotta i can't tell who looks more like squidward <laughs> they just gotta work i can't work tell who looks more like out. squidward either the grand inquisitor or cad bane there's a time and a place for cg there's a time and a place for practical and uh you know i feel like uh all of the gripes that we all have as to whatever it is i feel like eventually we'll all move on that being said, some of these things, Ahsoka, Book of Boba, they're all very recent to my head. So it's going to take me a while personally to move on from, you know, bad looking Inquisitors, Cad Banes and Clone Troopers. But, you Scooters. know, speeder bike. Yeah. The moped things. Yeah. Sometimes a Grogu's walking. Oh, yeah. so like, <laughs> like hopping along the ground, like kind of floating and just looks like he's being so wiggly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just like, okay, well, uh, I don't know. What if it was just bad CG? Think about that. <laughs> then I—that's a very talented, uh, talented animator who's animating it to look like a terrible puppeteer. <laughs> it's actually impressive. That, that would take some work. Yeah, they did a good job to make it look so bad. Yeah, oh, the geez. Muppets should hire this guy. Here's number fourteen. <laughs> number fourteen is—I uh, don't want to call this semi-repeat, but it is its own point. Lack of originality. Complaints about lack of originality in the sequel trilogy's plot, drawing parallels to the original trilogy. Uh, we already touched up on this as a complaint that we had about those movies in the first place in the first note. Um, but is there any examples from perhaps not the sequel trilogy that that we can think of that are lack of original uh, originality? Um, anything? I, I mean, we we can call things parallels. Like when Anakin blows up the Trade Federation starship, is very similar to. How the Death Star blows up, but um, you know what's not original? No, anyone that anyone that, that um, I'd say like sometimes the creatures, uh, yeah. like like I've seen a big tentacle creature like just running around trying to eat. It, it, it's in every movie ever. Yeah, that thing was so unoriginal. Like in you the, know, the was, yeah, the Rathar. Um, sequel. <laughs> that is in the sequel, but it's not something we've mentioned yet. <laughs> So, uh, good example i will say just in general um monsters like yeah it's tough because it's a trope in star wars but it also to me comes up so often that it just feels like oh we're doing this again so i'm not against monsters but i'd like it to be done in a fresh fresh way mm. I, here's one thing what about every time okay when they messed up in the originals and they used parsec for a distance of speed, and then they corrected it when they did um, solo. solo. Mm-hmm. But if you actually, but if you look through all of the, the 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 movies and stuff, they always still said, "Oh, he got there in that many parsecs." 
you know? So, and so everything that they all said now kind of like, okay, so they just did it in a shorter distance of space. It's not how fast that mm-hmm. they had been able to do it. I think it's actually the so fans that, that who, I think it's actually the fans who sort of misinterpreted the meaning of that because, um, Back when those movies first came out, the uh, established lore of hyperspace lanes and how ships can go from point A to point B was not really there yet. And uh, once they sort of got that out there and was like, oh, you know, to get to Kessel, you have to go through this nebula in a very specific way uh, in order to get there and and back. Like now it kind of makes sense that they would use the, you know, the, the Falcon made the Kelsey yeah, runner parsec. 12 parsecs it's like oh okay now now that kind of brings meaning to that sentence uh so i think i think a lot yeah. of like the inconsistencies with that sort of thing has definitely come from sort of just people talking it's like oh you know it's like you know just the fandom it's like misinterpreting i guess yeah um but yeah like, uh, okay yeah no i get you on that that's just my take on it but i don't know i mean um yeah i can't really think of any other examples other i'd say than, one thing that may be a lack of originality might be like force powers used by Jedi and Sith, um, and a lot of recent stuff. Like they all just use the exact same thing of force push, force lift, force this. Um, but there's a lot of different things that the Jedi and the Sith are able to do. Um, like even just in the games or um, yep. in extended continuities or just even like in the prequels. Like if anyone remembers when. Um, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin straight up just force dashed off the screen. Why doesn't anyone use that? A Qui- Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan? Yeah. Uh, uh, that actually, you, 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 you're oh, yeah, kick, you're, you've kicked us off into our next uh, point on the list, number 15, which is inconsistencies in the force. Uh, discontent with perceived inconsistencies and in how the force <laughs> is portrayed and utilized across different trilogies. So yeah, thank you, Francis. That's a very good one to point out. Uh, for speed, uh, I feel like a number of video games and books have sort of implemented this effect, uh, not in the films. And uh, that is sort of a crime, you know. I feel like it was a really cool... And it, and it feels so natural for a Jedi with enhanced abilities. Yeah. But it should be one of the easier powers. We see them, like, do acrobatics and stuff, but they mm-hmm. never... You, I, I guess you could argue the way they fight in the prequels could maybe be considered somewhat in line with that. Yeah. But they never straight up run faster than everyone else. Right. But like you've right, read. Mine is anytime. They're, oh, sorry. oh, go for it, Cal. Well, I was going to say mine is anytime they're free falling. Anytime they're, because I like, I'm a skydiver. Okay. And, and anytime they're free falling, I'm, I'm going, you guys have the force, right? You could literally like you could free fall. But you'd be able to move, like, when, when I'm free-falling without any help or anything, like, I can move in a one-by-one a one one direction. So one foot down, one foot over. So if I move a 1,000 feet down, I can fly a 1,000 feet over. Mm. But that's just me just moving my hands around with the air. Like, this is a freaking Jedi falling out of the sky, and this guy's going straight down and has to hope, you know, Annie, come and freaking get me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, never, I never got that. I was like, you're, you, you could basically make yourself do like a one to 10 ratio or something, you know, who knows? Yeah. That's something they should do. <laughs> what about, uh, that's what they should do. Things like, uh, since, since the, uh, since, since, while we're on this force related topic, I mean, uh, you know, the whole debate comes up of like, okay, how easy is it to obtain abilities like this? I mean, or you know, we recently saw Sabine, Sabine go in like, you know, 
in no time sort of zero to 100 with being able to throw Ezra Bridger uh, onto the right. big yeah, Star yeah. Destroyer. It's like, okay, there's a number of ways that you can kind of like think of like fandom style reasons for making it make sense. But um, I think sort of to the casual viewer, you know, it might not make a lot of sense in, in the continuity of things, right? I don't know. Yeah, like, I, okay. I don't like how I, I don't like how Jedi like a lot of the, this is a gripe I've had. I don't like how a lot of the Jedi have trained since a young one, right? Yeah. And and then their powers are seem to be kind of lacking towards somebody that oh dude I've been doing this for a week look what I can do buzz buzz right like you know like yeah. I, I I don't get it that, that mean, part I don't get it's it's how how can that happen? Yeah. It's a tricky thing when they want to fit it all into one show or movie, I guess. But yeah, it, it yeah, does yeah. make it very inconsistent. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's aff- offhanded lines like how um, Sabine had been training and was never able to do it. But the fact that she went from zero to 100 when she was able to get any sort of ability. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. It's like, are, are, is, that, is this something we can move on from? I mean, wait, wait. can it be forgiven? Can it be it's glossed over? To. Yeah, it's, it could be glossed it's, over in the lore it's at some there point. Now. In my heart, no. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll forgive it because there are children prodigies. You know what I mean? So maybe, you know, maybe every once in a while they all get caught a, on film. A ray. Yeah. <laughs> I think before yeah. Luke, Luke disappeared to Octo, he left a a long recording, a, a, just a, a one of those like master class videos on how to be a Jedi. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, subscribe to it. They'll teach you how to do it in 10 Hello, easy steps. My name is Luke Skywalker. Have you ever wanted to be a Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> in this masterclass, I will teach you exactly how to go from point A to point B with the Force. Yeah. The first thing you need to do is get a cup of noodles. <laughs> first things first, just chop that hand right off. Get that, get that out of there. You only need one. I can't believe you, dude. You, you do must have force, dude. I literally just made a cup of noodles. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was doing a, uh, yeah. a throwback to the old you have Luke Skywalker friends? novel. <laughs> uh, number 16, handling of Snoke. Some fans were disappointed with how the character of Supreme Leader Snoke was handled in the sequel trilogy. And we actually recently talked about this a number of times in our recent episodes uh, when we were talking about the possibilities of Alan Dean Foster's episode 9 and uh, Colin Trevorrow's episode 9. And uh, I know, Bryce, you're a big fan of Alan Dean Foster's uh, 50 leveled, 50 different Snokes, uh, didn't you? Wasn't it you were like, kind of like the idea of like tons of Snokes? <laughs> just just millions of Snokes being killed by Luke. Yeah. Seeing your, seeing your hero just slay. Kill as many of my clones as you want. Yeah, Luke's just getting tired. Like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I've killed so many, but there's just so many more. <laughs> Be overrun yeah. with clones. That was pretty entertaining. Did you like how... Snoke was handled in episode eight. I didn't care how he died, but I, I cared how he just was there. Like that, that part I, I didn't like, like, you know, it, the empire's gone, everything's gone. And all of a sudden there's just, wow, there's just this new Sith that just owns everything already. Yeah. You know, but that, it was made by Palpatine. They explained that. I was confused oh, in well, episode seven as well. Like when I first saw Snoke for the first time, he's the guy in charge. He's the yeah. guy that somehow manipulated Ben Solo. Like who is this guy? That's why we all said it was Plagueis. Yeah. We all thought it was him. It nope. made a lot of sense for yeah. him to be him. That would have been way better. <laughs> <laughs> Can we move on? From that, from probably the not. Of Plagueis? Dude, that would have actually been cool and interesting. 
<laughs> here, here is the one thing about. Okay, despite the context of that character, I did. I was surprised, you know, when they killed him off in the theater. And yeah, I think, and I liked that I was surprised. Me too. Because yeah. nothing about those movies was surprising <laughs> until that moment. And I yeah. was like, oh, oh, shoot. Okay, well. Now what? Now what, right? And that was like, this is, this is kind of making me happy. And you like, know why that happened? Because Ryan Johnson didn't have to write the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. my problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, because then after that, you're probably also like, oh, night, that was surprising and will probably be significant and relevant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly oh. <laughs> uh but yeah no I, you know that aside though like you know the whole handling of the character prior to his death and well even even after i mean you know like like how do, do you feel like it was a positive sort of spin that he was just like a creation and a force proxy of palpatine does you know whether it was palpatine or not whether it was it could have been anybody but do you like the fact that he was just this like organic creation that was basically just being puppeted through the force. I think it's kind of cool, but even like he, he did and still does need more backstory. Like, yeah, yeah. we need more to make him cool. Right. Like, like yeah. why does he look the way he looks? Well, that's because like, Obi-Wan, he based off of, Obi-Wan like, pushed him in that vat acid. acid. Yeah. How does he bounce force lightning off the ground? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, I still think he's kind of cool and yeah. I still think they could do something with him. And like, yeah, he could right. have been way better. Yeah. I would say my biggest gripe is that he wasn't actually 50 feet tall. Like in the mm, force yeah. awakens. Yeah. That was a stupid hologram sort of wizard of Oz. That would be cool sort though, right? Jinx. If he yeah. was like a like a like a evil Bendu or something. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm pitching that now. That would have been kind of neat. Yeah. Dark well, I, th- I think they're gonna explain I think they're gonna come into more of an explanation on him through the Mandalorian. Yeah, maybe. 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 That's maybe. what uh, that's what Moff Gideon was talking about in yeah. that little, you know, council of yeah. shadows sort of thing. I was yeah. pretty excited when that came so out. So I th- I think show. they're I think they're gonna come out with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. me too. Uh, I think this is something that, you know, we will move on with, you know, as they fill it out, I think. Yeah. As more stories come out for sure. I think Snoke will be rectified. Yeah. And and then, you know, what's going to happen? We're all going to go back. We're all going to watch episode seven and be like, oh, it's freaking amazing now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Jedi text. How many more years until it's 10 years old? Yeah. (laughs) The sacred texts. (laughs) Francis, what what were you saying, Francis? Snoke is like getting a package from Wish.com, where you look at it on the website and it's like, wow, this is going to be great. And then you're waiting for the package and then it arrives and you open it and it's like five times smaller than you thought. And it's like, wow, that's a nice rug. False advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, this, this might be something people can move It'll on. be a nice from, for my desk. No. Number 17, we got Solo, a Star Wars story reception. Mixed reviews for Solo with some feeling it was unnecessary and didn't capture the essence of the character. I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the movie too. I didn't, I didn't mind I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. it was kind of too bad it that it got movie. mixed reception because within the first two minutes of the movie, uh, that guy sold me on the character. Yeah, and that was probably our biggest concern going into yeah. it. Yeah, it was the casting because we really wanted that that, that guy, guy. look just like a young <laughs> yeah. Solo, the one who the one who played Harrison for young Harrison Ford in Age of Adeline, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. what's his name? I forget his name, but now now thanks to yeah, yeah. not being in Solo, he's a nameless schmuck. <laughs> we we just know him yeah. as Solo, young Solo. Yeah. <laughs> 
the, 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 the real, no, I enjoyed that movie. So. I thought it was great. The storyline was freaking awesome. I like Woody Harrelson's player or yeah. character in it. There's I very, like how they showed that that war. You know, when he was an imperial. What were we gonna say? As a soldier. Yeah, you know, like I really enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, there's very little in that movie I think I disliked. Like I enjoyed it pretty well across the board. That was one of the better movies that's come out. I, I only just disliked that they left it on such a cliffhanger and didn't right. resolve any of that. You know, like we had to wait for comic books to resolve all of that plotline stuff. And, you know, that's like, I don't, I don't want to, I mean, I like reading the comic books. I don't want to have to watch a movie to then read the comic book to figure out. Like, I feel like they were naturally leading towards a sequel for that movie. And it just didn't happen. And you know what? That movie got comedy right with Han Solo kind of it accidentally did. doing gaffes, like the car getting stuck. Yeah. Like, it yeah, was very yeah. natural I was comedy. I the comedy was on. Yeah, I feel like the comedy was there, too. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was. And Ron Howard, you know, fixed that movie up a lot. Like, you know, because the other guys got let go. And, you know, he came in and he did a great job. Like, whatever he ended up doing, like, it's like, hey. I mean, it would have been probably really bad. And... Now it ended up being great. So, I mean, and, and it's funny, like George said at one point, like, oh, well, he's, uh, yeah, when um, they were looking at doing episode seven, like, you're the guy I told them to do it in the first place. <laughs> oh, Ron Howard? <laughs> yeah, Ron Howard was yeah. his first pick. Well, it yeah. makes sense. I mean, Ron Howard was they're, a... They're old friends. Yeah, because he started American Graffiti back, yeah. back in the day when George well, there's, there's pic- Star Wars. There's pictures of Bryce Dallas Howard as a young kid on the set of Phantom Menace, like standing cool. next to practical, like, battle yeah, droids, B-1 yeah, yeah. battle droids, just looking up at them and stuff. Yeah, it's and, like, and Ron Howard also did Willow. Yeah. With George Lucas. Yeah, that's right. So he's a, he's a Lucasfilm sort of alum alumni yeah. yeah he's got his own room at the ranch <laughs> yeah his own key you can, can go there whenever he wants <laughs> uh should people move on from solo oh, bryce maybe you haven't spoken about this one i think they should because i i moved on like i i did not i did i really didn't like it for some reason and, oh, really? and I, I can't really even think about why i necessarily didn't like it. i think i was hung up on on mm. the actor and comparing it to harrison ford yeah and, yeah and yeah. um and just like the general, um, like direction they went with Maul at the end, I'm like, this doesn't really make sense for new people watching it. They're gonna be so friggin' lost. Mm. Right? Like, <laughs> True. Okay, but, I'll, yeah, I'll give you that one. And and I just generally, I think I wanted an, a different movie. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't really want another movie about a pre-existing character. Like Star Wars is for me. Star Wars is such a big galaxy. Make Why are we movies. making another movie about yeah. someone we already know? I agree. When it could be a new character, mm. right? Yeah. That we don't have any attachments to and we don't have to judge it based on our previous yeah. knowledge of other things or compare it to things so but um no i i i actually i think i i got over this yeah so i yeah. think other people can too sweet awesome. maybe this therapy will help everyone <laughs> yeah. right. there you watch, go. <laughs> watch it again everybody we're all yeah. this together yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks well, you, you, yeah call in <laughs> All right, number 18, lightsaber battles. Opinions vary on lightsaber battles with some feeling the prequels choreography was too flashy while others wanted more intense fights in the sequels. Um, and this, uh, well, I'll, I'll bring it, because you brought it up earlier, I'm going to bring it up again. Um, Blake, you brought up the Palpatine fight and how incredibly rushed <laughs> it was, how terrible yeah. the choreography was the day of filming when George all of a sudden last minute decided he wanted Ian instead of his uh, stunt double to do all the fights. And uh, that's, I believe, one of the reasons why all of a sudden it just kind of went shot, uh, the whole okay. thing. Yeah, I can see that. Because I would say across all of the films and series, that's probably the worst fight. 
Yeah, it, especially it, considering it's supposed to be. Like, he offs three Jedi Masters in like the first like two five seconds, seconds of the duel. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's no way, dude. There's so there's no way. <laughs> they just, like they just more and, look and like his little fools. corkscrew flying through the air thing. That's like, the best part. Like the, okay, that's the best part. But like, I mean, like the, the dude looking <laughs> at the wall. <laughs> the dude looking at the wall. I mean, give me a break. Like you know, like what's he looking? What what's <laughs> he looking at? Like that's so interesting. Like is that vase really more important than what's that's, going on right now? That's pretty nice. We never maybe, noticed maybe that. Before. It, <laughs> maybe like, oh my gosh. <laughs> an ancient inscription on how to defeat Palpatine. <laughs> and then he's can, you imagine, <laughs> can you imagine? It's like for the first time, you know, bef before he whips out the lightsaber, old Mace Windu's like muffled voice in the background, like in, in his head, it's just silence. And he's looking at the vase, going like, "Hang on, that's a that's a Sith relic. Wait a minute, what is that doing there?" And then he like looks to his left, just sees a flash of red, and he's dead. <laughs> yeah, is he gonna cut of Mace when he'll be like, yeah. "All right, I'll I'll hold them off. You guys study the pottery." <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you guys look for clues in the room. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you got it, Mace. Meanwhile, like we all need to adventure. stand in a line and look awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. You don't have to stand for long. Oh, he's, he's, oh, he didn't find any clues. <laughs> <laughs> like <Yeah>. Zoinks Mace. <laughs> oh man, I you know I had a problem with that a lot. Um, I, I I think that is probably one of the worst duels of the entire saga. I don't think I could think of one that's worse. I do love his like he like Palpatine's got some moves like they they yeah. pulled off some cool flips that he does. Yeah. He does this backflip over the thing you know in the middle of the room and like that was cool like yeah, but you could argue that there's some cool some stuff in the fight there's some cool stuff in the fight it's just the beginning is so bad that it almost yeah. just drags down the rest of it yeah right? i think that is the and i also too. don't like how there were so many close-up shots in that fight like i think like like swords fights are the best when the camera's like pulled out and you can see the amazing you choreography see the fight yeah you see the actual fight yeah right and i think kyle you brought this up at one point we were uh talking about lightsaber duels at one point on, on the ahsoka show um, you know, how, how it's like, it's, you know, it's just a bit cheap. Like, it feels a bit cheap when they just yep. zoom in and it's just like, you can just see their the, face. The, it's like, you don't see the choreography. The worst one mm. for the zooming in has got to be um, uh, Revenge of the Sith when, and, and, and it's the Mustafar fight. And it, it, because they do have a lot of good shots in that. But if you notice, there's every once in a while, it's just this close up of the face and then a blue lightsaber in front of the face, back across the face, you know? And, and they mm. did that a few times back and forth. And I'm just like, that doesn't choreographically mm. fit with what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, Anakin's Dooku, Dooku duel uh, in Attack of the Clones is the same thing when when he yeah. kills the lights. He's and it's just like, you know, it's just like you just see their face yeah, and like flashes of red and blue, you know, yeah. the, like for like a good solid Have you like, seen 10 what that seconds. fight was supposed to look like? Have you seen what that fight was supposed to look like? Are you talking about episode three, Count Dooku, Anakin Duel? Because I've I've seen that one uh, where, yeah. like, yeah, they yeah, released the some three. footage. It would have been so much better. Yeah. The deleted scene? Yeah, oh, the, way yeah. better. It's like a, a fight that they'd practiced it's out. Not, and, oh, man. Yeah, so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, they're jumping off of stuff, flipping around, man. Like, like, float, like doing the Palpatine twist through the air and everything. Like, dude, it was way better. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been good. Yeah. 
Uh, is this something we can move on from? Uh, lightsaber battles that are bad. Um, I think it's an easy one we can move on from. I don't think it's things that we'll e forget easily. I think I don't. You'll notice I, every. Time I don't you resent. See it. Yeah, I don't like resent the movie for it or anything. But it's just like it irks me though. That it's like, oh man, I, that could have been better. But oh well. Yeah. At this yeah. point, it's just like, oh well. While we're in this scene, though, I know Revenge of the Sith first came out. I went to it for I don't know, like my twelfth birthday or something, and. It's the, the scene where uh, Mace has kicked, specifically kicked. <laughs> where uh, did he kick him? <laughs> he has uh, kicked Palpatine in the head and knocked him. Knocked him did you look this up after after our... Uh... <laughs> this was a trivia question we got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we get, had to guess like it four a, times. It took a long it. time to get it. Is it in the head? Kicked every, yeah, it's in the head for sure. That's okay, what right. Anyway, uh, in that scene... When he reflects the lightning, and that's how we see how Palpatine gets all old, like looks all haggard. Yeah. My buddy turns to me and, and he's laughing and he goes, he's got a big butt on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and now I cannot see, not see the giant yeah. butt on Palpatine's head from, yeah. from then on, from the lightning. Oh, thanks. Now you've ruined it for me too. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I always knew about the butt. As someone that like has choreographed some fighting before and has done like uh, sword fighting, I think a lot of them are. The point is to be flashy with the lightsabers, but I feel like a lot of them, um, like with the fight on Mustafar, they're not really aiming for each other for a lot of it. Like with sword fighting, you're not supposed to actually like aim for the body or aim for like the the proper target. But it looks like they're kind of just aiming for each other's sabers more than anything, which... Yeah, yeah. As as good as the Mustafar fight was, I feel like that kind of um, feel has kind of carried over to a lot of the fights even now, where they're more aiming for each other's swords rather than actually trying to chop off each other's limbs or finish the fight. Well, that's probably just cinema in general, wouldn't it be? It's a big thing with um, cinema. One of the things... Um... Like I, I think I mentioned oh, no. this. It's just like with that powerful of a weapon, finish the fight. Yeah, yeah. With with Ahsoka, it's, it's one of the things I really liked about it, and and why I'm not too worried about like, can I let this go? It's like, yeah, I can because I think we're slowly getting some better lightsaber fights again. Like in in the stuff being released, Ahsoka had some bad ones some too. Bad like ones at the too, end, yeah. Uh, but the the first ones that happened yeah. between um, uh, in the forest. And also uh, between Ahsoka and, uh, oh, dang it. Balin. Balin. Yeah. Um, those ones felt yeah. good again. They yeah. felt, and, and like you were saying, um, it felt like they were trying to kill each other. Yeah. Right. And, mm -hmm. and the lightsabers, they felt a bit more dangerous again. Okay, like like right. they were afraid of being hit by them. Right. Right. And I think that's why, that's why it gives me hope and why I can like let this go. Cause I hope that they're kind of learning from like you're saying, just kind yeah. of the, the silly, like, Flashy spinning stuff. around. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's a well. We'll move on to the next one. Number nineteen. Diversity representation. While some appreciate the increased diversity, others criticize it as forced pander pandering. What do you mean that people are talking like that? I'm sorry, man. Wano? <laughs> <laughs> Is that you, Wano? Is that you, Wano? <laughs> I mean, okay. I like. I, yeah, I think I can. I think I can speak for everyone. It's like you know, we don't have a problem with diversity. You know, it's something that has to be acknowledged. Like, it's definitely out there. It's out there as a as a general gripe that that some people may have. 
And uh, I can yeah, do move on from it. Diversity is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I, I think like the main thing being like, you know, is it? Uh, I don't. I, here, here's the main thing. I don't think it's ever been a problem in Star Wars, right? I, I don't think it's ever no, been an issue. I don't think so either. I think I think we're we're lucky no, not to have too many the, bloody the, humans. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the gender imbalance of all okay. mediums, Star Wars is not it. Like, okay, Star Wars isn't the big problem. As someone in Hollywood, as someone that was just a massive Star Wars nerd growing up in my teens, maybe would have been nice to have more women in Star Wars, so I wouldn't have been so lonely. <laughs> okay. like, maybe it would have been nice well, to have like more, more female. Fans. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, Br- Bryce, I remember when Jedi Fallen Order came out. You were pretty psyched. It was like the first ginger Jedi. Find <laughs> your representation. representation. Yeah. Uh. yeah, I mean, Star Wars is just such a a, a great uh, like theme and universe that you can just do whatever. And yeah. so everything should be yeah. welcome and included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humans are humans, aliens are aliens, and there's so many billions of different creatures out there in the galaxy of Star Wars. Like, you know, diversity takes on a whole different meaning at I that think, point. Right? I think it's I important. Mean, we're to we're see just we're like just you. one planet. Yeah, right? we're just one planet. Look at the diversity we have. This yeah, is an yeah, entire yeah. freaking galaxy. Our, our, our petty problems here on Earth. Meanwhile, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to get into trade <laughs> yeah. routes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important to see people like you in that you want to, you know, that you look up to in in, in your your movies, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think all of us are white dudes. <laughs> I don't know if I'm right. So I think it's really important. It's probably. I'm Asian. Yeah, I was gonna say Francis. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay, oh yeah. Francis, we never yeah, met you, you in person before. So. One day you will. Uh, how do you feel about Nemoidians and, oh. and Lucas's choice of um, I don't know, let's say choice of accents? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was talking about earlier. With the, oh, do you have any thoughts with on the that? Comedian. Oh, okay. Aliens are aliens. If you want to choose your inspiration from different places in the world that are familiar then I'd say go for it, because, I mean, as an Asian guy, it we don't really see much of us, like, on, like, old Hollywood. I can't swear. I think it's weird. Um, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I mean, the whole diversity thing, I think the right actors will find the right roles. I don't think Star Wars is a problem series for that. And when there are, like, weird situations like that, it's a whole galaxy. Who's to say what's out there? Right. Yeah. Yeah, very, very. Yeah. Cool. All right, number 20. This is our last one. Retroactive changes. Criticisms about retroactive changes made to the original trilogy content, such as special editions released by George Lucas. We actually already touched up on this. Um, Retroactive changes (laughs) I would throw in there that we haven't touched up on, though, uh, that we may have brought on on as a subject on the podcast before though lando getting kicked in the uh, nuts (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah okay for those of you who listen to rebels talk um yeah disney plus changed the star wars rebels episode where lando made some weird sounds at one point but um here okay so there's there's this one uh there's this one (laughs) sort of elephant in the room uh palpatine you know he was never supposed to come back and uh you know after colin trevorrow exited luke's film (laughs) over episode nine i mean you know that was sort of the last minute change like hey let's throw palpatine in the movie and just kind of make it all his plan again. And it's like, okay, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I don't think, I don't know. That was, I, that was horrible writing. Yeah, okay. All right, we're on the same page with this. <laughs> um, yeah, that was horrible writing. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, yeah, I, that was terrible. I, I feel like it's like that kind of thing. It's like, it's, a, it's, it's just lazy. It's like lazy, lazy writing, lazy filmmaking. You know, trying to just, oh, people like this film. Let's just use him. You know? So I, tough, I, I think the reason why they probably did that 
was because of all of the, 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 the backlash that they got for the, the, the first two from all of the older community. And they were like, shit, or crap, if we just throw in, uh, you know, Palpatine, they'll be like, yeah, what we got to do is make his laugh. And then when you mm-hmm. hear his laugh in the commercial, every single person that I know went, uh. <laughs> yeah, I was you a know? bit unsure as well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Uh, I would, for me, I'm not opposed to him coming back. It's just, I can't help but think, because they didn't plan out all three films, it just felt like a, we don't know what else to do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's, uh, that's the last one. Can we move on from things like retroactive changes? I think, I think retroactive changes can always be glo- like smoothed over later with additional story content. Um, and then it sort of helps. Helps it make sense. But uh, there you have it. Plot hole fillers. Plot hole fillers, yeah. Then it then it helps. I'm not I'm not saying it's perfect, but you know, sort of smooths over the the rough the rough side of the the retroactivity. Uh, that is the last one there. So that's our list. Uh, does anyone have any last minute things that we may not have touched up on through this entire endeavor? Say it now. You have to wait another ten years. The next right. Yeah, yeah. Say it now for a whole piece. <laughs> Right. I'd say a good point with um, the retroactive changes and additions, um, like how all of the ships in the original trilogy have been explained throughout, like, um, prequel material and uh, Rebels and Clone Wars, like, where they got the B-Wings, where they got the A-Wings, where they got the Y-Wings, and all those. I think those are really um, cool additions and cool lore elaborations that they did. Mm. Yeah. I just I, I I want to bring up how is anybody supposed to say no to Padme when she's wearing that black leather <laughs> thing? Like, dude, come on, dude! For three movies, all of us were like ogling over her, and then you see her like that. And she's like, I don't I don't think we can be together. And you're just like, girl, let's see. I'll do whatever it takes now. I'll take light side, dark side. What do you need? <laughs> I, did you see the robot chicken yeah, on that one? Robot chicken. I've seen a few, but like a bunch of memes. No. On Jedi Council is just like, yeah, let's send, let's send him, let's send him to go guard the, this this lady. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The robot chicken one is hilarious because, like, you know, Pal- Padme's in that dress, like you you're, you're saying, right? And then Anakin goes through his whole speech, and meanwhile, she's just like stripping and like going on a pole, and you know, like washing R two D two, and like her pants oh. come down. Or rip or whatever, like it's like crazy stuff in that sequence. Oh Meanwhile, God. he has to just carry on, right? Yeah. And he's like sweating, and you know, like he's like, "Oh man, it's it's hilarious. It's it's a pretty good one." Made, made that would complete. be any one of us, <laughs> <laughs> any male on earth. They'll, they'll come out with oh, like, Anakin. Yeah. What are we gonna do? We can't I, I, be together anymore. Rips off shirt. <laughs> our love is forbidden. We can't do this. We can't see each other anymore. Rips off the bra. But Anakin, we can't. Don't look at me. Don't look at me with those eyes. Anakin, don't. They'll make a. They'll you make know, a, to be purely friends. No love. They'll make a new you know, um, you know, digital you know correction where um, there's just like a hoodie. On, on on Padme <laughs> during that sweater, scene. yeah, she's just got like a <laughs> says like University of Naboo yeah. on it, wearing yeah, a poncho. Yeah. 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 Oh man! Oh yeah, Kyle. Before no, it we just wrap, says Queen. It just says Queen. Yeah. Uh, no, I was I was I was gonna say um. 
what the heck was I? I just forgot what I was going to say. Don't worry about oh, it. All good. All good. I, I got one question for you before we wrap up. Uh, where are you guys heading next? What's the next convention? And uh, what are the new lightsabers you got coming in? Okay, so, uh, well, actually, first, I was just going to say this. Actually, Alex actually has a Padme cosplay. That's what I was going to say. Oh, man. So, so I haven't seen her in it yet, but uh, but I, I don't think... Don't, don't, uh, I'll, I'll light dark side whatever she wants. Don't take like, her okay, walking down the downtown east side. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely no, man. Too many um, evil Anakins down there. We're off to next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Where are you guys, where are you guys going well, next and what kind of sabers yeah. are coming in? So next we're we're well we've got the new Ezra from Ahsoka uh, that's now available, and uh, we are going to be in Portland, Oregon on our first trip, and that's going to be in January. Awesome. All so right. that's where we're starting off. Or yeah, we're going to start there, and uh, then we're Vancouver, so we're right here, home base. Anybody come on down, you can check us out. We'll we'll be at the Vancouver Fan Expo, and uh, yeah, come on down and see us and check our stuff out because. Uh, I mean, even John Carlo, he's going to be there. And actually, you can even go up. If you get a dark saber from us, you can have him sign the uh, the blade for you. There you go. Amazing. Sweet. Who, who wouldn't want that? I mean, uh, sweet blade. All right, all right, guys. Uh, thank you all for uh, coming on the show again, and uh, we will catch you all in another episode. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, indeed. Always happy. We'll see you out there. Keep flying. All right. Thank you so much for all of you guys tuning in at home. We really appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate a five-star review. That would be amazing because it helps other people find the podcast, helps the audience grow, and uh, helps with the algorithms, all that stuff. Uh, go and subscribe on YouTube. You can find our channel with the handle at Podcast. All uh, links are in the description below, as well as handles for all the socials, uh, all the links for uh, for Alki Solutions, for Orbit Key. All that stuff is down below. So uh, shoot us uh, a reply. What was your favorite grape tonight? We'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you in the next one. May the force be with you.